You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. What's up, everybody? Welcome to ROFL. The show about motivation and being yourself. That's right. What does ROL Oh, <laughs> Reach out for love. Show about motivation and love. Being yourself. Being yourself. How do right. you be yourself? I don't How know. Do you? Let's find out. So today I've got two new guests. Awesome people. What's up, you guys? My name is Jordan. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is AC. Uh, pretty much born and raised out here. Uh, you know, you get used to the heat, but um, originally I'm actually from California. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Cali, where, where, where in California? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, just from LA <laughs> County. Yeah, no, I get you. I'm from Washington State, and people think I'm from California, so it's all the same. I thought you were. Oh everyone no! Does. See, I really told you. you everyone, were from everyone Cali. thinks I'm from Cali. I'm from I'm from Washington, man. Oh, hey, wow. Thirty okay. miles south of Seattle. What's up? I should have asked you that first day of our broadcast. That's funny. You, you don't from? even know me, man. Like <laughs> it's okay. That's what the broadcasts are yeah, for. Yeah. Actually, kidding. me and Wesley don't really talk outside of the broadcast. We really don't. I'm busy, and when I'm not doing, when I'm done here, I I go home and I stay inside. And, yeah. <laughs> in his Tumblr room. In my Tumblr room, full of. <laughs> Well, al- al- alphabetized and organized records and books and movies and stuff. What was the idea? Because you had something from the last broadcast you wanted to carry into this one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last time we were talking <laughs> we, abruptly because abruptly. I edited Everything's it. Everything's abrupt. I yeah. abruptly brought up the topic of managing managing things. Yes. But at the end of the broadcast, the I sent him what we were going to talk about. And it looks like we were going to talk about being a manager and having to be a consistent being sustainability and starting oh that's right because i mentioned i couldn't be consistent but i could be sustainable yeah i've said that a lot lately so it's one or the other huh yeah (laughs) yeah well no it it, for me it it has to be one over the other because like i've come to find out in the last few years that i'm very definitely like have adhd or something (laughs) akin to it so being like the exact same and like super super consistent just like isn't realistic for me and i'll freak myself out trying to be something that is like just not possible for me yeah so. i definitely feel you there yeah yeah no i have yeah. to do sustainability like up, ups and downs little waves and peaks and valleys yeah peaks and valleys yeah and roads and roads and side valley holes yeah and it, then you if, get if my mental road ma- if my mental roadmap could be a bit like better filled in like better constructed no mm-hmm. potholes you know it'd be nice but my men- my mental health is very much like the streets of vegas constantly under construction so I feel you too. Me too. Yeah. Definitely your life recently. Definitely a lot of change has been happening. Yeah. Trying to get back on the road with everything in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. It's just like. I feel like creating that sustainability, you know, is really important in life too. Yeah. No. I just haven't felt like I've been able to like really, really rest lately. Like I'll, I'll go, 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 go to get through my day and get through my responsibilities. And then when it comes time for me, um, I don't have a good relationship with sleep. Shocker. And so I'll lose sleep to have even a crumb of feeling like I have free time and like control over my life outside of adulting. Yeah, you and so. me both, Wesley. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, you guys in this do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, we're exactly. all out here. We're trying our best. <laughs> yeah. We are. I, actually, you know, that brings up the topic of how managers, they have to con- be consistently managing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and ev- that's every Keep single day. Yeah. If they're not there, then 
everything falls or something goes wrong. It can, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't know who would do what I do for the station, like being a recording engineer. If I was sick, I don't know who would come in and fill right. fill my seat to do the appointments, which is, like, a little scary to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it definitely starts from the top down. Yeah. The leadership and all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's funny that you actually mentioned that because uh, I was having a conversation with Jordan yesterday about it. Mm. Uh, we were going over leadership and how the culture of the environment is it's basically cultivated by the people at the top. So mm-hmm. you're only as strong as your weakest link. So, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it really is like a collective effort if, yeah. you know, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually true. I, I know that going into a manager role, I didn't think of management as like I have to take care of people as as if like I'm in charge of everything. Right. Yeah, I, said it almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think of it like that. But I, now that I'm in it and or like <laughs> I've been in it, I'm yeah. like, oh, OK, there's a lot of taking care of people that yeah. that the whole role is basically taking. Yeah, care of there people. is a lot of that. And there's like- no like managing like like they mm-hmm. like we think it is when we're being managed we're like why are you telling me what to do well it's because you got to do this yeah. so that this managing, other guy can have this exactly managing is not just like managing like oh managing my workload and it's papers and it's on a computer and it's like cubicle work so to speak it's like managing people and making sure that people have the right information that they're on the right, right schedule mm-hmm. that they're it's on the whole new skill set they're on the right track and task and right. everything yeah you yeah, got experience yeah, yeah. with it I can tell. A little management, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit. Management experience, yeah. Um, right now, I'm a manager at night with the um, electrician job I'm at. Uh-huh. So I definitely oh, have nice. the experience of managing. Union like, guy? No, not union. Oh, not union, Yeah. Just 12 hours, 12 hours here, four, oh, four on, four off. So oh, I see, I see. It's pretty chill. It's, it's cool. But I definitely have that experience of managing people because you definitely have those lazy employees that just, man. No matter what you tell them or no matter what you do, it's yeah. just, it doesn't matter. It happens. They're not going to do it, you know? It happens, yeah. And that's but, I guess that's what I'm getting to. is like subordination. Yeah, yeah like you real. can tell you can tell people on the team who just like, they're here for some reason, but it's not like... For the right reason. It's not the right reason. Yeah. And, and see, it, but that's where that yeah. favoritism comes from because I can yeah. definitely see because then you, you kind of lean towards the people that are putting the effort in and are yeah. putting the favor, yeah. like stuff in and it's just like yeah. that's a good that's a good you know? point that's, that's you gotta look from the other side too it's, it's like, hard for you not to have favoritism in that in that situation yeah yeah because yeah, it's like if you're not reliable it's a little different like yeah. I think I think I think it kind of goes outside the realm of, of um, outside the realm of favor any kind of favoritism if it comes down to strictly like no I can count on these people I cannot always count on these people right. or, or rather it's like if I the people I can really count on I'm gonna give them. Unfortunately, I'm a, I'm gonna give them like the more uh, involved, maybe yeah, the bigger work, task, and then like you know? the simpler stuff, like the stuff that can like maybe fall through the cracks a bit or can get picked up easier down the line if someone follows through on their reputation and isn't reliable. Right. Then it's like it's less. It's like it's like less. Uh, damage, like mitigating a problem, it pretty is. much. Yeah, yeah. It is. and yeah. I hate to do that. I hate to say that, but like, mm-hmm. again, people bring themselves to the table, and then they're not like actually about it. Then you have to make deci- You have to make differences and decisions based on what's actually at hand. Well, yeah. that's where the manager they have to basically speak with everybody. Yeah, in yeah. Like, oh, hey. I couldn't imagine having to call a team meeting like, hey, everybody, we have to talk about why one person's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's no, why I, think no. yeah, I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I know, but like mm-hmm. in that situation, like. I would like to think more of your team is like on the up and up than like the few that are 
like lacking. Mm-hmm. And so it's difficult to be able to like, how do we address the entire room and not single those people out, even though that's who I'm speaking to and you stare a hole into them. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I think it's really important to create that team aspect from the very beginning. The very you know? beginning. Yeah. Because if you try to create it later down the line, it's harder to create it because once people get that mindset of like, you yeah. know, this is that and this is mine. Yeah. Like, and people aren't, people aren't dumb. They can tell when like, oh, this is changing because of yeah, because X, Y, yeah. and Z. Yeah, yeah okay. they, they can tell. People aren't dumb. Yep. But if you create that from the very beginning, yeah. it's like it, it creates a way better environment for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Setting those expectations from the jump kind of helps out a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the thing I was talking about earlier about how like when a man when a manager sees an issue and then yeah. they have to like speak with everybody involved. Yeah. Sometimes the manager doesn't tell you everything. No. Right. Because they want to hide things from you. Sometimes I I you. always feel I always I hate that. Like I don't I don't like when I don't like being told talk to like that where it's like clear like there's a difference between telling somebody only what they need to know because it actually pertains to them and helps properly compartmentalize things. Mm-hmm. And then there's like no, I could be saying a whole lot more. In fact, I probably should, but I won't. It's like, that's that's not mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think it depends on the person too. Like who you're approaching, who you're telling the problem yeah. to. Like, the amount of communication. This, yeah, does this person need to know everything or do yeah. they only need to know like what they need to know? Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know? that's consideration too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it definitely yeah. depends on who's like having that problem. Would, yeah. w- yeah. Wouldn't you say that some of these problems trickle down from the top though? Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. they most definitely do. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if, um, if you're in a manager position where you're dealing with the bottom 10%, but you can't really do anything about it because that's the guy above you, above you. It's, it's his responsibility to, right. to manage that. Yeah. Then it's kind of, it puts you in a tough position. Yeah. yeah. Like if, yeah, if, if, if the management's split up where it's like, oh, you handle this stuff and you're not handling your stuff, but I manage this stuff and I'm handling it. Then it's like, at what point do you kind of, kind of cross those areas of the Venn diagram. It, be, yeah. Like, hey, hey, homie, this is needs to, this needs to work out. This needs to be a little different. You yeah. Need to yeah. It's, out. it's like, you don't have the authority to, yeah. make, to make a call. Cause mm-hmm. no, nobody wants, I think in, in, in a, in a, in a, in a lot of environments, people don't want to be the person to like tell others their business. Mm-hmm. But other times it just comes down to like what you're saying. You're built, we, you end up building, uh, not like not having proper communication will start to build that resentment will build that animosity it'll make it more difficult to say even the smallest things let alone really address if there's any elephants in the room type of thing so yeah right. it's tough it's tough it's tough what else do you got on that list I got a lot written yeah, down yeah well do you know how the specific manager if he's got supervisors underneath him that have to follow his rules. Oh. The supervisors get stressed and the stress goes on to the employees. Oh, yeah, because you have the middle managers who just, That's yeah, what you're basically they talking just about. Kinda, yeah. You guys were just mentioning that. Right. Superman holding back the train. It's Pro- just what Problems you know. trickle down from the top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You only have so much pull. In, yeah. your, in your position unless you're like the top the guy but a lot of times that top guy's not even managing the actual people he's not seeing what's you know what's happening on the floor yeah right, he's in exactly. his own bubble yeah sometimes yeah. he gives the managers his work like yeah no so the manager got to do their job yeah his job and the employee's jobs all mm-hmm. at once so yeah that's why that's what makes me being a manager difficult yeah in general. Like, i know it's natural and depending on what the work environment is and like how it's structured that there's going to be like for lack of a better term, it's going to be your, your floor manager that mm-hmm. de- deals with like the actual like activity going on, right. and then there's going to be those managers that, for better or worse, are like office managers. Right, like they're, right, right. You got to keep like there's business stuff that doesn't have to do with people, or well, it does, that, but like it you, isn't Leslie. focused on on floor yeah, we people. Yeah, that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they are different. They are different, roles. and like I think yeah. that's what's different, and I think that's kind of what we're that's getting different. at with like certain 
managerial duties being um, piling on or like being allocated to the wrong people, the wrong situations is, is like people who aren't like, I guess I'm not going to say it nicely, I guess, but like, um, like staying in their lane. Mm-hmm. Like they want to put more, they want to take more off their plate for their own, for their own benefits. reasons, their own benefits. But then like the person getting offloaded to, uh, chances are it like already has a lot to deal with a lot on their right, plate. So right. to make that, like that shift in that imbalance is like, it doesn't, it's like in the short term, that person at the top that can just push that around and do that. Like they think like, Oh, well I don't care. Cause tonight now it's a weight off of my shoulders, but it's like, bro, you just, you just screw the rest of your of your business and your company or your employees over because now there's this imbalance and now these responsibilities are being pushed on someone who already has a lot else to do. And then those same people don't also consider that like everyone has lives outside of work. Mm-hmm. Like everyone needs a work-life balance and nobody should be bringing their work home, their stress home to and from work. It's just not necessary. Like it does, it makes it difficult for everybody. So yeah, it's definitely hard, but you got got to separate the two. Yeah. Definitely yeah. when it comes to stress, you can't bring stress into the workplace or you can't bring stress home. Yeah. There's problems in both places. Yeah. Like I got to leave work stress here and I got to like leave like life stress there. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be naturally, there's going to be crossover just the way that like I'm a human being is, mm-hmm. but like in general, yeah, you gotta, gotta be able to leave stuff at the table, leave stuff at the door. So. I think that's what makes you a bad in manager is when you're not able to handle your own stress and you oh, start yeah. pushing that onto other people. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. when I started a, a position where like, let's say you start a position mm-hmm. and they're teaching you, but they're stressed out while they're teaching you. Yep. That's when you know, like, okay, that's not good. Cause then they're just going to throw Oh, that's just on to the employee. Yeah. I've seen that happen I've, before. I've, that's like, that's quite literally like those, those bad training experiences I've had and those bad, those bad managers that I've had to go up the chain about. It was, it was all stuff like that. It was all like, it was all revolving around the fact that for whatever their issues were in their life, it was bleeding into the way that they went about work. And like, you know, maybe they just don't have the boundaries. Maybe they just don't have the 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 like the compartmentalization down or whatever or maybe they are you know the thing is some people are at at work in the workplace so much that like that that home life and work life barrier kind of gets like broken down gets kind of blended together and like that's a big deal because then then these then the managers that aren't managing this stuff well get used to bringing it into work because they're there all the time anyway. So it's like, yeah. And just, it just always, it always makes things a lot worse. Always compounds a problem. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I believe, um, kind of how that, it just, like I said, it kind of just, I'm just going to continue with that, that it trickles down from the top. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, um, especially when you're like putting people in these positions, manager positions, um, that, don't have like i said those people skills then that's kind of where the problems start to arise so they might be good at their job but are they the right person for the job you know it's hard to for us to distinguish who has good people skills and who has good manipulation skills Ooh, all right (laughs) because not sorry (laughs) no you're "Ah." you know you're hitting on something there that's (laughs) that's actually a really good point there is i have seen managers manipulate other employees mm-hmm. to be on their side like by creating strategic 
mm-hmm. like words. They just they just yeah. say certain things to make a certain thing look the way in their yeah mind, the way they frame things. It's, it's crazy. I mm-hmm. and then like the pe- the person that they're like talking about has no idea what's going on. No, mm-hmm. yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone starts turning on them. Is it like, like like Whoa. an inside thing? Like yeah, like, yeah. It's always yeah. like it's always like the power struggle and the power imbalance type of thing. But especially the way that a lot of our jobs and work structures are are organized is like it benefits people who can manipulate it. It's yeah, it does. It yeah. does. I think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. When we Sadly. have when we have like vertical, when we have vertical organization, that's what happens because when you're stuck on that climbing the proverbial ladder. It it lends itself to people to be be less and less sympathetic and less and less humanistic mm-hmm. and more and more manipulative, more and more selfish. Like they get to a point where the only way up the ladder is to step on people's fingers, and they'll yeah. do that. And yeah. it's like I I ain't me. Like yeah, that's not me. But the people who get rewarded and get paid more and get advanced more, they're sometimes they're just straight up incentivized to be a worse person. So the mm-hmm. thing that confuses me, because that's what you would think would happen. Like every job you would think, oh, they give raises. Oh, they'll give you a bonus. This that's job, the job I'm talking about, mm-hmm. there was no incentive. No. The person's just doing that because they're that type of person. Yeah. I was just thinking, what? Because there. there's some jobs that you don't really get raises or bonuses. You just always get the same pay no matter what. Yeah, like, it's okay. messed up. Well, mm-hmm. we've actually touched on a lot of things today about oh, managing... Okay. And being a sustainable manager, trying not to manipulate, trying to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I would say one thing about manipulation. If you do know how to manipulate people, you got to know when and how to use that. Because that's a powerful tool to yeah, have. Yeah, like you know? it, use it for good. Yeah, yeah you got to know that's yeah. some straight up chaotic good yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you got to, yeah, no, that's 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 strong in the character alignment chart. You got to. Would that be not to be confused with charismatic? Oh, that's cult. That's cult status type stuff. There, charismatic leader, getting to manipulate. Oh, wait, let's talk. Let's let's delve into that. What do you? What do you? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, do you think? Interesting consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if if uh, they're a good manipulator that they're just naturally charismatic, or is that something that you think would have to be a skill that you build upon, um, not necessarily that you just kind of have? I think it's a skill you definitely learn. Like, um, I think it definitely comes with studying people and studying human behavior and what people react to. I think you can definitely learn how to manipulate people. Well, uh, the one I was yeah. thinking about was she was just starting rumors, but what have you, do you have an experience with a charismatic person? Um, a personality in the workplace? Yeah. <laughs> not off the top of my head, but I, but I do think that when it comes to those kinds of people that yeah. are charismatic naturally, um, more often than not, they kind of are aware that they're, that they are um, pretty like outgoing and, you know, people like them. And more often than not, I, ho- I would hope, you know, from my personal experience, yeah. they're yeah. usually good people. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, that's, that's good at least because, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's easy to just be like, get by on, on the charisma, especially if, if that's what you're like best at or that's what you're used to, uh-huh. especially with, you know, the same, like you're talking about like, being a chaotic good with, with like manipulating people is pretty much just it's people who read that that whatever that 47 48 laws of power book mm-hmm. and then they think it's like genuine advice and it's literally how to manipulate people 101 it's really skeevy yeah so yeah no i've never met anyone charismatic that's kind of manipulative at the same time like i'm charismatic kind of i would say 
I'm kind of, do you guys think you, I'm you put yourself out there and there is yeah. that I know. like talking to people yeah I like yeah. meeting people but you're I'm extroverted not, I'm extrovert maybe I have met someone like that they'll like start but they also do the, do it by rumors it's always by rumors well that will work too mm-hmm. rumors are always the way that they that they can manipulate other people just by yeah she said, she said. Yeah. it's easy to uh, do right yeah there. yeah and it hurts people like yeah. I think that someone's done that to me before yeah and it Hurts. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it happens to all of us. I mean, I lived, I lived through middle school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about adulthood. I know, but that's the same. That's that's exactly my point. The same stuff that people start acting like in middle school and high school. They just they grow up and they don't grow out of that. Mm-hmm. How many how many people like maybe in life they hadn't peaked in high school, but as a person they peaked in high school. They're not trying to be a better person. They're not learning and growing. And I think that they are trying themselves. to be a better person, but they don't know how. Probably. They're probably not even aware that they like. Whether or not they're doing it, a lot of people don't have self awareness. Yeah, that's just crazy for me. I'm so I'm so like I'm not. I won't say paranoid, but I'm so like an anxious person and like so like self conscious like by default that like to think that there's people walking around with like no self awareness and like no kind of sense in the back of their mind like to consider themselves in situations as much as they consider everyone else. I'm just like that's crazy. That's insane. But I don't know. Not me. Um, that, ain't, that ain't me. Shoot. I just wrote something down. Oh, yeah. You're talking about self-awareness as a manager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have self-awareness if you're going to manage anybody. Yeah. You have to know what kind of a manager you are. Mm-hmm. Are you the lenient kind? Are you the micromanager kind? Are you the, the like, kind of like... Go- I, think, I, I think the best managers are a little bit of everything. They, okay. they They know when to tap into certain... Like I said, it goes... um. It goes hand in hand with knowing who your employees are and mm-hmm. who right. you work because you know who needs what, who responds some, to what. Some mm-hmm. people might, and and it's not to put a you know, um, it's not to put micromanagement in a negative light because mm-hmm. it can be good sometimes. Some people just kind of need someone to hold them accountable. Right. Mm, that's, that's that's yeah. That's yeah. a good point because we yeah. we didn't bring that up and try to pull people accountable with. Out taking it to micromanaging like i feel like if you're doing that to somebody at that point mm-hmm. like i'm hoping that that would be like a last resort type of deal but it's a default for a lot of people especially in like extremely corporate structures i think it's just i worked in a call center that's how they acted i think it's just to give somebody like what i would think is micromanagement like that if somebody's good with that it's like hey you know i'm good with my job but i'm just like my mind is scrambled so yeah can you give me like an uh my day-to-day yeah on, on an hourly basis please right like, right my, like so i know when is my lunch because i'm kind of like giving someone structure is completely like, like totally cool like that's what people need i need that dude right right mm-hmm. you know Right, but just to piggyback off of that, because I was talking about you have to know what kind of manager you are, right? And you're saying, oh, yeah, the best manager is a mixture of everything, which it's true. The best manager is a mixture of everything, but you you got to have the experience to get there. So no matter what job you start at, you're never going to have a little bit of everything because you got to learn. One, you got to learn the job. Two, you got to learn the people. Right. Three, you got to learn how you're going to react in that job. Yeah. So it's like, it's a mixture of everything. And yeah. when you start, you're going to find out stuff about yourself that you're like, oh, even though I was a great manager at this position that I was at for a few years and I, I learned it, I'm at a new job now starting something new 
and I got to know now. I got to relearn the ropes. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's the most important part is figuring out who you are as a manager before you figure out who everybody else is. Yeah, because like, no one's perfect. You are, yeah. Right? You no, got to. No one's perfect. That, that, that's just that just that's just personal development, regardless of mm-hmm. where you're working. So yeah, if you, yep. you know, if you want to be a a better manager at one workplace, it's not going to change if you decide to just kind of not take anything that you learn with you and mm-hmm. move it on to the next place. So it's really just kind of holding yourself accountable um, as a manager, as right. a person. You know, right. as yeah. a leader. And the only way to hold yourself accountable is to be aware and have that self-awareness of like how you can yeah. improve. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think number one most important skill or uh, one of the number one important skills to have in management is to have like just have humility. Just like you might be a manager, but like you don't know everything. Right. You know a lot. Right. You're supposed to know a lot, but like you you don't know everything like i think i think any any like typical workplace would improve if those that are tasked with that kind of position or that kind of power that kind of authority remembered just as often as they like do their job they also remember that they're not like they're a human being they're not infallible they're going to make mistakes they don't know everything like they're responsible for a lot but they don't know everything and like a manager should be just as teachable, if not more so, than an employee. Yes, and though not only do you have to teach your employees, we got to listen to. Your yeah, employees. yeah. Because if you're not listening to your employees, they're going to lose motivation. They're going to think, yeah. "Oh, I don't understand." And a lot of mo- a lot of managers don't want to listen. They just they want to they want to speak. They right. want to tell people what to do, and they don't want to listen. They they're closed minded. They're closed. That's eared. because of their stress. And it could be their stress. They could just them. be. You can't be a jerk. No. <laughs> Man, they suck, man. I'll, I'll drop people's names, but it's not like I care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so next time we'll talk about the who, what, when, where, and whys. I'm going to talk about that because I feel like there's a lot more to delve into when it comes to the actual employees' experiences mm-hmm. and how they have to deal with their managers. Like, you guys were talking a lot about that actually today. Yeah. About our separate experiences that we've had and how... And how that like correlates. I feel like you want to say something. Oh no no no! I'm just I'm observant and I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Hey, he could be a manager. Hey, okay, yeah, oh. He's managing me right now. I'm already picking up the skills. There, there you go. <laughs> be a good leader. Yeah yeah yeah. Be a good leader. Be be a selfless leader. Honestly, yeah. be a selfless leader. Like I don't know. Don't so, take your job seriously. Yeah. So yeah. we touched about being a manager. Or how, be seriously. You, how you. St- Stay a sustainable man, like how you sustain your position as a mm-hmm. manager, how you're fair being by being fair with people. Yeah. You be a good leader by you ever let's go around in a circle and say it. You be a good leader by holding yourself accountable. Not taking your job too seriously. Figuring out who you are first. Mm-hmm. And being authentic and listening to your employees. There we go. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching ROFL, reaching out for love. If you want to check us out, please go to Basma T at Instagram. See you guys later. <laughs>